Heavenly Father, we want to thank you tonight. Thank you, Father, for another privilege of God that we can come again, Lord, Father, after long hours in your presence this morning, a time of rest, Lord, and we can be back this evening, Lord. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Father, for your blessings of God and uh, to be able to anoint our body for this time, Lord. We're just so grateful to you. Dear Lord, we want to just pray and ask your blessings of God on the service this evening. Father, come out of the pages of your word this evening, Lord. Father, and go to every seat, Lord, and meet your people at the very point of their needs. For you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Blessed be your name, Father. To you be the praise, glory, and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you richly. Let's take uh, our Bibles and go right to the word of the Lord tonight. Thank you, musicians. Praise the Lord. If there's one thing I enjoy whenever I come to South Africa is the music. Ah, yeah, you know how to put a man right in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Let's read Numbers chapter 23 tonight. I'm going to take a little, uh, what I will call on a little hesitation tonight because uh, the second part of uh, my message this morning, Brother Locke has just preached it all, finished. <laughs> I told him, you left me empty. You robbed me of what I should preach tonight. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we will just find something to encourage the people of the Lord. Numbers chapter 23, let's read from verse 16. And the Lord met Balaam and put a word in his mouth and said, Go again to Balak and said unto him. And when he came to him, behold, he stood before his burnt offering and the prince of Moab with him. And Balak said unto him, What have the Lord spoken? And he took up a parable and said, Rise up, Balak, and hear, yeking unto me, thou son of Zephon. God is not a man that he should lie. Praise the Lord. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Have he said and shall he not do it? Or have he spoken and shall he not make it good? Behold, I have received commandment to bless, and he have blessed, and I cannot reverse it. He have not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Praise the Lord. Neither have he seen perverseness in Israel. 
The Lord is his God. The Lord, his God, is with him. And the shout of the king is among them. Praise the Lord. Let's pray together tonight. Heavenly Father, once again, Lord, we ask blessing upon your word. Help the speaker, help the hearer tonight. Oh, God, may something be said that will bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may have your seat. Like I said, we will try not to keep you very long tonight, only if you want to stay long, because you have the pulling power. Praise the Lord. God is not a man that he should lie. Praise the Lord. And he had not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Praise the Lord. Neither have he seen perverseness in Israel. Now, Balaam was making this prophecy. At the very same time when Israel was down about Porah, we know what was taking place there. It was not a pleasant sight. The people were rebelling under the voice of Moses. Praise the Lord. Balak wanted to find a fault in the people. And he brought Balaam on the scene to get up there and see what Israel is doing and see all the things that are happening in the camp. And you can rain down curses on these people. Yet Israel was at one of their weakest moments. Israel was at one of their weakest moments. But God lift up Balaam into a spear. Whenever he went so high on the mountain, no part of the mountain that he turned around. And he looked down. He could see no iniquity. And Jacob. Oh, we have something to rejoice about tonight. <laughs> we have something to rejoice about tonight. The Lord have not beheld iniquity in Jacob. Neither have he seen perverseness. The Lord his God is... The Lord his God is with him. And the shout of the king is in the camp. 
We want to take that for the subject tonight. The shout of the king is in the camp. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Is the shout of the king in the camp tonight? Is the shout of the king in this camp tonight? If the shout of the king is in this camp, I want to hear the shout of the king. <laughs> is the shout of the king among the people tonight? Praise the Lord. Is the shout of the king has been with us this weekend? He hath not seen no iniquity in Jacob. There is no preacher that can preach us to hell. He hath not seen no perverseness. Because the Lord his God is with him. And the shout of the king. It's in the camp. Oh, praise the Lord. You love the Lord tonight? Let's give the Lord a hand of praise. Hallelujah. Amen. Blessed is the man, David said, in whom the Lord hath met. Let the redeemed say so. Let the redeemed say so. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The shout of the king is in the camp. Brother Branham said in the message, speak to the rock. He said, now we find that they did already seen this miracle. Look what was with them. They had a smitten rock with them. They could drink from it. They had a brazen serpent with them for healing. They had a prophet with them that had the word of God. Over the prophet was a pillow of fire. So Brother Branham has just identified five things. He has just identified five supernatural things that Israel had in their camp. Five supernatural things. They had a pillow of fire. Because the pillow of fire called the prophet. 
Moses was called by the pillar of fire. When the pillar of fire hovered in the burning bush. The pillar of fire produced a prophet. And they had the ark of the covenant. Which was the word of God to them. Because the prophet said that, uh, that the prophet had the word of God. And they had the brazen serpent, which represent healing in the camp. And they had the smitten rock. And the smitten rock represents signs and wonders. Because Paul in Corinthians said that rock was Christ. And he said the rock followed them. And Jesus says, signs and wonders will follow us. <laughs> In the message, five identification of a truth church. It's amazing that Brother Brandon preached that. <laughs> he said, God's people. Is a call out people. Are we together? The real church is a mystical body. It's a mystical body of Jesus Christ. Now you cannot organize a mystical body. Every person that comes to Christ, comes out of the word and comes into Christ, come into this mystical body. If you are a Christian, you are born a born again creature, you are in a mystic kingdom. Your eyes are not on the things of this world, but, but on things above. And that's when you are in the church. That is the church. Amen. It is not an organization. It can never be organized. It can never be an organization. Sorry. It's an organized body. It can never be an organization. He said, take me on record. The church of the living God can never be any setting group. Brother Branham said, take me on record. The church of the living God can never be any setting group. It has to be a mystical body. The Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. And it's like concerning for the faith, Brother Branham also said, he says, Now look what he said. I have not beheld iniquity in Jacob. And he was looking from the 
he was looking from the side of the rock. God said, I, I have seen him from hilltop. Hallelujah. His church. His church. His group. Why? There was in the nation. There was in an organization like the rest of the people. Amen. The people were doing among themselves. He says, uh, and that's the way the church of the living God is today. It's a called out group of people. God calling people, giving them the Holy Ghost. And that's the church. The call out ones. Praise the Lord. So we see that the church is a mystical body. They are more with us than they that are against us. You have to always remember that. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so, we want to, we want to just do something tonight by the grace of God. Brother Branham, he spoke here, Brother Locke was talking about uh, uh, the preview of the bride, and Brother Branham said that uh, uh, he was streaming, stay in line. He was streaming, stay in line, until he came out of the vision. Standing in his room, streaming, stay in line. When Israel traveled, I want us to study a little bit from the book of Numbers. Let's go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 2. I've always uh, uh, took the book of Numbers as the book of accountability. That's what I tell my family at home. Genesis is creation. Exodus is redemption. Praise the Lord. Leviticus is worship. Numbers, accountability. Deuteronomy, the two coveting. Now, so if you look in the book of Numbers, you read Numbers chapter 1, you will realize that uh, 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 Moses is giving an instruction how the people should order themselves by each tribes. Praise the Lord. And the men of war were thinking from the age of 20. Praise the Lord. Numbers chapter 2, Moses instructed the people how to order themselves by camps. Number chapter 1 was by tribes. 
Number chapter 2, they were to order themselves by camps that make three tribes into one camp. And that order that they should take was going to be an order that Israel will always order themselves whenever they were carrying the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. So in Numbers chapter 2, you will realize that why Numbers chapter 1 took the men from 20 years old, which were the men of war, Numbers chapter 2 took the men from 30 years old, which were the men that could serve in the tabernacle. That's the reason why John the Baptist came out 30. David came to the throne 30. Joseph came out of praising 30. Praise the Lord. So it was an age of maturity in the ministry, different from an age when a man was matured to go to war. Are we together? Numbers chapter 2 verse 1, And the Lord speak unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Every man of the children of Israel shall page by his own standard with an ensign of their father's house. Far off about the tabernacle of the congregation shall they page. And then on the east side, towards the rising of the sun, shall they of the standard of the camp of Judah. So the camps were divided into four camps. Praise the Lord. Now, I have, I have some few images just to be able to bring this into context. I was able to find some few images that will, that will, that will bring the, the scripture into context so it can give us a mental picture. Now, Brother Branham said here, Revelation chapter 5 series, he says, now I will try kind of uh, spiritualize it or draw it for you by my hands. Brother Brandon now trying to draw the tabernacle and the camps. By my hands that there were four corners how Israel camped themselves. The ark was in the center and on the four sides of the ten were three tribes of Israel and, and three fourth is twelve or four three rather and each three had a head which were their standard then the prophet goes about and uh, he goes about and starts to talk about the, 
the different tribes. Now, if the technicians will help us, let's first show the, the slide with the tabernacle having worse south Northeast, just a slide with the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. Okay, that's, that's fine. You went ahead of me, but that's okay. Now, if you look closely, okay, thank you. If you look at that slide, you will see that that was the tabernacle. And in the tabernacle, there were the Levites could be. But if you look in the tabernacle, if you read Numbers chapter 2 and 3 very carefully, you will realize that it was only Aaron and his sons. Moses, Aaron, and his sons that could go into the most holy place. Praise the Lord. Amen. The priests were Levites. But not every Levite was a priest. The Levites were made out of the three tribes you see right in the tabernacle. And all of those three tribes had their work to do. There was a tribe that put up the tabernacle. There was one tribe whose work was to arrange the things in the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. So every one of them had their work. You have to realize that this tabernacle was a tent that could be put up because Israel was in a journey. Just like the church is in a journey. Holiest of holy was on the east. It was always on the east because Israel traveled the east. So the holiest of holy was facing the east. Now another thing that you will realize. In Israel journey, there were some men that decided to challenge Moses. Koron and Dilton. And those men, they were also born in the tribe of the Levites. Praise the Lord. If you study the scripture rightly, you will realize that they were either from the Kohites tribes. They were Levites, so their, their argument was, Aaron is much from the tribe of Levi like we are from the tribe of Levi. Why it must be. You see, that, that was a kind of reasoning. They just thought that Moses was doing this thing like a family affair. They did not know that Moses had an instruction from the Lord. The Lord said, call Aaron and his sons into the priesthood. It was not Moses' choice. It was... It was God's divine order. Call Aaron and his sons. 
into the priesthood. You will even realize when you go to the book of Leviticus that Moses had to bathe Aaron. He had to wash him. There was a big basin. He had to take, and, and Aaron was a senior brother. Praise the Lord. He was just the baby of the family. But he was the prophet. So God is going to bring the priesthood to be washed by a prophet. Aaron and his sons had to be watched from head to toe. Before the congregation of the people. And Moses had to anoint them. Moses had to dress them. Do you see? That's the reason why it's only on the Malachi 4 ministry. The 5 4 ministry is rightly explained. Only Brother Branham rightly explained the nature and the calling of the fivefold ministry. In a denomination, a man can be pastor, apostle, evangelist. He can carry all the titles. And you cannot find one nature of that man. Brother Branham said a man calling goes with his nature. Because gift and callings are with our repentance. Praise the Lord. So that was the tabernacle. We have to realize that God took the trap of Levi to himself. In the place of all the firstborn. Praise the Lord. So on the worst side, let's look for the camp of Ephraim. On the worst side was the camp of Ephraim. Praise the Lord. And those were the three tribes that make that camp. Praise the Lord. Joseph, two sons that were adopted by Jacob and Benjamin. They made a tribe of uh, the camp of Ephraim. There is a tribe of Ephraim that is different from the camp of Ephraim. Praise the Lord. And then on the north side, those were the three tribes that make the camp of Don. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. On the south side, these were the three tribes. 
Now, if you read Numbers chapter 2, you'll find that all the numbers of these tribes, all the calculation there, that's how the tribes were numbered. Sometimes they don't make a lot of sense to us until a picture is added to it. I see God calling a lot of figures out, a lot of numbers. And he's, you know, two scored and all of that. But then on the east side, it was the trap of Judah or the camp of Judah. Praise the Lord. Now, so with this, with these uh, 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 camps that they had of these tribes, when Israel was traveling, each tribe had to be in their position. Praise the Lord. And when they line up, they must stay in line with the edge of the tabernacle. Praise the Lord. So if the north tribe was here, they cannot go past the tabernacle this way. They have to stay in line. They have to stay in line just with the tabernacle. You cannot go ahead of the word. You have to stay in line, stay in your position. So each of those tribes, we realize like uh, the, the, the early symbol that the brothers put up, each of those tribes have their ensign, which means their identification, their flag, whichever one we want to call it. And Ephraim was the ox. The tribe of Reuben was the man. The trap of Dine was the eagle. And the trap of Judah was the lion. So Moses took. You have to realize that he was instructed to build this tabernacle and order this tabernacle according to the vision, the faction that he saw in heaven. So he took the emblem of the four living creatures around the throne. He took that as an emblem to represent all of these camps. Praise the Lord. Because they have to be in tabernacle order. But you will realize that if you look at the different numbers of the tribes, if they should order themselves by the tabernacle, as they travel, you having this tribe standing in line with the tabernacle, you having uh, the north, uh, 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 the west tribe, the west tribe was in the front, where we would call north, that was where the west tribe was. 
you have the West Tribe here, and uh, you have uh, the North Tribe on this side. Judah was the East Tribe they would be before. And if Israel, if, if Israel should stay in their order, this is beautiful. And they were traveling, and they had to stay in their order. If you and myself who have got into a plane, a flight, and decide to go up and look down at Israel in their marching order. When you look down, this will be the image that you will see. The cross. So when Balaam went on top of the mountain, <laughs> when Balaam went on top of the mountain, as high as he goes, the clearer he could see the cross. If the tribe was to stay in line, if it was to stay in order, keep your place. This was the marching order of Israel. Even though they never had an army. Whenever Israel kept this position, the five supernatural things. <laughs> you see, brother, that's the reason why we cannot go away from the cross. This message has not come to take us away from the cross. We begin at the cross. The cross is the beginning place. Praise the Lord. That is the birthstone of every child of God. We begin at the foot of the cross.
Praise the Lord. Amen. Brother Branham shared in the, in the, in the, in the uh, uh, church age the importance of saying what the messenger says. Praise the Lord. And it's true. We must say what the messenger says. But you see, the messenger message never took us from the cross. Praise the Lord. And that's the reason why, just like Israel, they were a mystical body. They had these five supernatural things. Even though they were a small group of people. But with the shout of the king in the camp. There is no tribe, there is no army that could defeat Israel. They got into a battle and all they needed to do was just to raise the hand of Moses. Praise the Lord. When God says, I will fight your battle, God mean it. Praise the Lord. He said, I will fight for you. He said, I will send hornets among them. Are we together tonight? So you see, Israel was a mystical body. Now, Brother Branham will say something here also in uh, 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 Revelation series, chapter 4, Throne of Mercy. He says, now, as I beheld the living creature, behold, one will upon the earth by the living creature, the appearance of the will, their likeness, their appearance, and their work, he says, it was a wheel in the middle of the wheel. He said, what's the symbol here? The wheel in the middle of the wheel. He said, what is the symbol here? What is the symbol here, Brother Branham? What is it? It means that this guy, these living creatures, these guys, was God's ark. They were in a journey. The will means they were in a journey. The church was traveling. Praise the Lord. Brother Branham said the same Living creatures that Ezekiel saw was the same thing that Moses saw in Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. 
The prophet said, the difference is the angle from which you are looking. <laughs> the angle from which you are looking. That's the reason why the, the apostle can take one scripture from the angle that he's looking. He can bring something out. The evangelist go back to that same scripture from the angle that he's looking. He can bring something out. The teacher goes back to that same scripture. It depends the angle that you are looking. <laughs> you don't have the interpretation. The interpretation comes to the prophet. You are only looking at it from a different angle. Your angle is never an interpretation. Praise the Lord. He says they were in a journey, rolling on wheels, when Ezekiel saw them. Praise the Lord. Do you know that Brother Branham said they were the same angels that Isaiah saw? Praise the Lord. Isaiah had the privilege to see the seraphim. Amen. They are not the cherubims. But in that same vision, if you realize, the Bible says his stream filled the temple. His stream. So while the seraphims how wings cover their eyes and wings are, are, are flying. There was, a, there was a train of the cherubims moving. <laughs> His train filled the temple. Brother Bram said it was these cherubims. The guide to the throne that we're moving. The prophet of God says they travel right from Genesis. All through the ages. That was the thing that signified why Israel never had a structural tabernacle. They had a tent. They had to be enjoying because the church is enjoying. We are in a journey. We come from justification. And we move to sanctification. We come from sanctification. We move to the Holy Ghost. We come from the Holy Ghost. To the Holy Ghost himself. The church is in a journey. You are in a journey. You cannot be one place. 
the church is in a journey. We are traveling. You cannot be in a moving vehicle and refuse to move. Did that make sense tonight? Am I so drunk in the spirit I'm speaking out of my head? You cannot be in a moving vehicle and refuse to move. Let me tell you also what is terrible. You cannot jump out of a moving vehicle. All of these ones that are jumping out of the message, they are jumping to their own destruction. You cannot jump out of a moving vehicle. you were just running behind a vehicle and you got tired running and you choose to stop but when you get on this vehicle you are not the driver this vehicle is on autopilot until we get to the throne of God you cannot jump out of a moving vehicle Branham said Noah could not open the ark because he was not the one that closed it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know why? I just thought on this the other day. When you get on, on a flight, the pilot gets in first. Do you know why the pilot, the cabin of the pilot is not exposed? That he's carrying because some of you will take your seatbelt off <laughs> out of fear <laughs> you will run to hold that pilot so the pilot gets in first and the cabin of the pilot is closed then they welcome you on board Whether it is a female or a male, you don't see them until the plane arrives. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Because if you realize that it's a female and we get into turbulence, 
is just a teenager. And this is his first international flight. They don't tell you. Because if you are just like myself, <laughs> I'm going to ask to get on the next flight. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And another thing when you think about that, the plane leaves the ground. It gets in the air. The reason why it don't travel on the ground because the speed that it takes. Praise the Lord. The speed that it takes that took 13 hours from Newark to get me to Johannesburg. If it was moving on the ground, it would be too dangerous. Are we together? But yet when that plane gets in, the clouds is on such a terrible speed, but you sit in it and you don't feed it. It's on a speed that is, that is not bearable if it is on the ground. It's on such a speed. But it just looks like it's one place going up and down. But it's moving. Praise the Lord. But Brother Branham, lacking the moving of the bride, not to an airplane. The speed and the way that God is doing things to get us out of here, you cannot feed it. We are on a such an intense speed. He never said that we should feed it. He said we should believe it. moving like an astronaut. Praise the Lord. That's the reason why people feel nothing is happening. But there is a whole lot that is happening. Do you realize Brother Branham said that this message will change the atoms of our body? And God is changing the atoms of your body? And you say nothing is happening? <laughs> the very atoms of your body. We are on such a speed. Let me give you a comparison. 
in the vision when those angels were coming. What the brother Branham said, the way they travel, praise the Lord, that's what he said. They were so fast, more than the speed of light. Do you realize the kind of a mystical body that we are in? You realize the supernatural things that is taking place around our life? That we just want to reduce the church to a Pentecostal scene? You can never reduce this message to a Pentecostal scene. Praise the Lord. Do you realize that? The things that is taking place around us. Oh my God. Let me tell you. You have no idea. Praise the Lord. We have no idea. Even this weekend. Just this weekend. Praise the Lord. The things that have took place in this building. The things that God has imparted to your life. The things that God. The spiritual virtue that God has released to you. the reason why the, these meetings come so quick and go. <laughs> because internal things they don't. God is now working by the moving of our clock. God is not in our time space. God is out of your time space. He's not in your time space. You cannot time God. You cannot time him. You cannot put God on your calendar. He's not in our time space. Praise the Lord. Are we together? So if God has called you, and if he has called you, not coming on, on some friendship basis, but if God has called you, 
If you have heard God dealing with your heart, that's the greatest privilege we can ever have as mortal. To have Almighty God to deal with your heart. Praise the Lord. So I can say to you tonight, enjoy the comfort of your seat and just enjoy the ride. <laughs> because the captain of this ship is the captain of our salvation. He is the author and he is the finisher. Enjoy the comfort of your seat. Praise the Lord. The ministers, we are just like stewards on the flight. We are just bringing you biscuit and juice. You have some biscuit and juice. The man that is leading this flight is the captain of our salvation. He is the Lord Jesus. He is the pilot on this flight. There is nothing to be afraid of. Let the turbulence come. We will go up. We will come down. We will go left and right. There is nothing to be afraid of. We will have mind battles. We will have sicknesses in our body. But the man that is leading this flight. Enjoy the comfort of your seat. And let's travel together. <laughs> we are on such a speed. People, we have already left the earth. We have left the runway. Praise the Lord. When those seven angels came down, they took us from the runway. Oh my God. We have left the runway. Everything you are seeing, you're just looking at the clouds. You're just peeking through the windows. This bride has left the runway. We are sailing. We are on such a speed. My goodness. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. That's why the prophet can say, you can hear from your tear funny. Why? Because we are in heavenly places. We have left the runway. Enjoy the comfort of your seat. 
We have had some tribulations. We have had some tribulations. No doubt. But we're going to get home safe. People, we are going to get home safe. Everything is going to be all right. No matter what you're going through, I say, everything is going to be all right. For the affliction of this present time can never be compared to the glory that will be revealed. Enjoy the comfort of your seat. I'm just a steward on this flight, and I say enjoy the comfort of your seat. <laughs> Glory be to God. We have been trouble in our health. We have been troubled by different teachings and troubled by different men. But one good thing, you know you have some naughty people on the flight. We've been having a bunch of them in the U.S. They get on the flight and they make noise, make trouble. <laughs> Let's just finish reading this. Because the gear that you guys have got in, we might not leave from here tonight. If I don't try to close this, you have touched the accelerator so hard that the steering is shaking in my hands. Brother Branham said they were enjoying rolling on wheels when Ezekiel saw them. He said, but when John saw them, those very same cherubims, when John saw them in Revelation, the prophet of God said they have already arrived. <laughs> my that's the reason why we can rejoice it's a finished work it's a finished work and you need to tell the devil this all the time that this is a finished work Praise the Lord. This is a finished work. Are we together? You see that the Bible says the devil knows his time. So he have grown such a courage 
There is not a service where we don't rebuke the devil. But yet he comes back to the next meeting. We cast him out and he comes back. We stomp on him. He comes back. Praise the Lord. This is a man that knows the day and time that he's living in. The devil knows the day and the time that he's living in. So no matter what you say to him, Praise the Lord. I'll shock you. The devil knows the church order. He comes before the doors are open. And sometimes he temper with the instruments and temper with the sounds and temper. If we were high, Half of the courage that this devil have, we can turn this word around. That no matter what he takes us through, no matter what we go through, Brother Branham said, but when John saw them, they had already come into their right position in heaven. When John saw them, when Ezekiel saw them, it was a wheel in the middle of a wheel. When Isaiah saw them, they were moving so fast. That it was like a train that filled the temple. Praise the Lord. So you see, when Brother Brandon preached the message influence, he took it from a type of Uzziah and Isaiah. But we also have to realize, just like how those moving of those seraphims, Influence the, 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 the prophet Isaiah. Praise the Lord. That is the same way those seven angels from the presence of the Lord coming down to give Brother Branham the interpretation of each of those seals. Praise the Lord. Do you see that's the reason why there is nothing that is greatly fight against in the message than those seven angels. All the scoffers, they have no problem with what took place in Houston. They don't have problem that it was a supernatural lie that was over Brother Brandon. They don't have problem with it. Praise the Lord. Amen. But just like I said to the church back home, <clears throat> I say it's the, 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 the coming of those seven angels. It was for our faith in the message. Praise the Lord. 
when the Lord came down and took a picture with his prophet, he was vindicating divine healing. Because that was the subject. God came down and vindicated divine healing. Those seven angels came down to vindicate the opening of the word. So just like Isaiah, go back and read the book of Isaiah. You will realize that from Isaiah chapter 1 to chapter 5, the prophecy of Isaiah was just, it was just a national prophecy talking about Israel. But when he came from under the influence of those seraphims, he broke into a prophecy about the virgin birth. Isaiah chapter 7. And Brother Branham said from that time, he prophesied until the millennium. Because the, the influence of those angels changed his life. They changed his ministry. Praise the Lord. When John saw them, they have already come into their right position in heaven. The ark of God was on earth rolling on wheels. As they took it from place to place. So he's stopping it now with the moving of the cherubims. Amen. It was in travel. It was in travel. They took it all the way through the wilderness and all the way through into the temple and so forth. Now, but now it's received up because the church age is over. The church has been enjoying. Praise the Lord. Revelation chapter 1 to 3. That was the joining of the church. Revelation chapter 4, she's come, come up higher. Because the church age is over, and it is received up in glory. See, a stationary noun in heaven with all the angels and the things around it. Praise the Lord. So we see here that just like how Israel had supernatural things. Praise the Lord. When you read 1 Samuel, the Bible says when the ark was brought in the camp, the people shouted. And the Philistines said, what is the meaning of that shout? And someone said, their Lord is in their midst. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
Whenever the Lord comes down in the midst of his people, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Brother Branham says the shouting, the shouting religion is the oldest religion. He says that's the oldest religion because he told Job where you were when the sons of God shouted for joy. That's the oldest religion. If the shout of the king is in the camp tonight, you cannot sit still. We must rejoice. We must be happy. We must be grateful. We must be thankful. Because the joy of the Lord is my strength. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God gave Joshua a simple instruction. Go around the walls of Jericho. Go around the walls of Jericho. Go around the walls. And on the last day, you blow a shout. Blow a trumpet. <laughs> and the walls of Jericho will come down. Praise the Lord. You want to bring the wall of Jericho down. You blow a shout. Blow a trumpet. Give the Lord some praise. Give him some praise. Give him some appreciation. Let the redeem of the Lord say so. Let the redeem of the Lord give the Lord a pen of praise. Let's praise him. Let's worship him. Because the shout of the king is in the camp. Hallelujah. You start praising the Lord. And those sickness will fly away. Start praising the Lord. Oh, we have something to dance about. We have something to be happy about. The shout of the king is in the camp. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you have me on such a speed that I cannot keep up with my notes. Because I feel such a presence is the place. I feel the charge of the Holy Ghost. I feel the blessings of God upon the people. There's a wheel in the middle of the wheel. His train has filled this temple. The angels of the Lord is all about this place. Hallelujah. There is nothing to be afraid of. There is nothing to be afraid of. There is no devil. 
There is no trial. There is no mind battle that can kick you out of this flight. The price has been paid. The price has been paid. And the Holy Ghost is your ticket. The price has been paid on Calvary. And the Holy Ghost is your ticket. If you are on board, if you are on board, there is nothing that can take you out. There is nothing that can kick you out. There is no devil. There is no demon. Oh my God. No matter what the devil does, God is in control. The shout of the king is in this camp tonight. Oh, let us praise him. Let's praise the Lord tonight. Let's praise the Lord tonight. My, my, my. Come on, preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The shout of the king is in the camp. The shout of the king has stopped Balaam. The shout of the king. Balaam can do nothing. We stand justified. 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 The shout of the king. The shout of the king. God. This is Malachi 4 stuff. This is the messenger of the age. This is the flow of revelation. When Israel has lined up with the ark, God sees nothing. I don't care what you see. Only what God sees. You can see what you see. I only care what God sees. God sees I see righteousness. I see a brazen serpent. You don't know who the bride is. That's why you think you can stop her. You try to create some turbulence. It can't stop the destiny. It's en route. God, how can you hold your peace when the shout of the king is in the camp? You say this is fanaticism. No! It is a shout of the king. Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Don't you know Israel in position is the new city? Oh God Almighty, don't you know that what Moses saw as a prefigure in Revelation is complete? Hallelujah. Oh, God. Just sit for five minutes. Five minutes. Just sit down for five minutes. <clears throat> Just because some people can't see what the messenger say doesn't mean the messenger said nothing. Now I want to ask you, which preacher, which preacher could take Isaiah's experience, connect it with Ezekiel's experience, and send you the clear-cut picture of what was unfolding. You can listen to the nonsense John Hagin and preach. It doesn't add up to the scriptures. It's got to produce the shout of the king. We don't make the scriptures what it doesn't say. What the scriptures say comes together. Not because somebody's smart, but because God said, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith. He says, no. So he sent us Elijah. He sent us Elijah. Little bride. He equipped him.
You know the term? He's the only man who was equipped to take the people's faith when it's too low. He gets into the room. The little girl's life is falling apart. He asks her, do you believe? She says, I do. He says, no, you don't. Says, move the chandelier. Move it. She, 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 she says, but I can't. That, that's witchcraft. He says, no, that's not witchcraft. That is faith. Bible faith. Says, to show you, I believe. Ah. You think it was about getting people healed. It wasn't about getting people healed. It's about getting you to trust this message. Trust it. That's why he told Bali, even when you don't understand, when your knowledge cannot comprehend it, still trust it. Who amongst us can use your intellect to explain this message? We can't. There are things he says you just shake your head. You just shake your head. But do you know what? When the season comes. The things we now understand commonly in the message was once way beyond us. The season is turning. We must trust the messenger. Can I say to you, church, when we say the shout, we're not talking about the Bible that you sit on. We're talking about the living word. That is the shout of the king. When God quickens it and he brings it to life, that is the shout of the king. You may see nothing but the devil see. From where God sits on his throne, he looks and he sees nothing wrong. Brother Spurgeon, your father once said, whether I make it or not, this bride is going to make it. Don't let your shortcomings determine the bride's destiny. She's in a journey. And God is controlling the process. Not us. Not us. Let's stand to our feet. Jesus. Every head bowed and every eye closed.
if you can stand in the strength of God's forgiveness, your faith will become functional. We are inclined to try to earn God's favor. And the devil knows our inclinations. He uses it to stop you from seeing what God has for you. The man of God teaches us his election has determined his promise for you. Abram did not earn it. God just chose him. None of us here today has earned anything. Sometimes I think of the many good friends the Lord left when he saved me. And it doesn't make sense. When the Bible says, Esau, I hated. Jacob, I laughed. That's what it means. That's what it means. Says, Blessed is a man whose iniquity. It doesn't say, Blessed is a man who has no iniquity. Says, blessed is a man. The day you'll understand that it was the Lord that chose you. Jesus struggled to get it through to the disciples when he constantly told them, Y'all have not chosen me. God has taken you to the next level. Started with the simple truth that whether Moses is married to a Gentile or not, it doesn't disqualify him from telling you not to marry a Gentile. You need to understand the dynamics that God was trying to project to us over this weekend. God was trying to get us to move from our minds to the mind of Christ. Let's begin to look at things the way God sees them, not the way we think and the way we reason. And tonight, the man of God has brought us right here, right here, right here, right here. You don't understand, do you? Balaam has had success with many other things. He had a reputation. He had a reputation that if Balaam cursed you, you are cursed. His services was employed because he had a track record. But this time, every tribe was in position. Every beast was holding its ground. The lion held his ground. The eagle held his ground. The ox, the man stood firm. Balaam tried everything 
Listen, if God has to make a donkey speak to protect you, he will do it. It's not about us, it's about election. An election makes you humble, not arrogant. Election makes you humble. Once the angel said to Mary, you are highly favored. I don't think y'all understood the words beat unto me according to thy words. That was humility. It was surrender to a process that would bring great reproach. It was gratitude that said because Brother Juan told you this morning every Hebrew was hoping to be and she here, she has been chosen. And you here, you have been chosen and he does nothing to you. It, it, it does nothing to you. It can't be. It can't be. That it means nothing to you. God chose you. All he asks you is to trust the pilot of the ship. The spaceship is not going to crash. Trust it. Do not let the fellow passenger's behavior make you panic. I like that. They keep the cockpit closed. I was once flying to Cape Town. My flight was supposed to be after six. Everything is in time. Everybody's on board. Time to take off. They said there's a little problem. So the cockpit is opened and you see a young black lady and a young black boy fixing the problem. For two hours, they struggled to sort the problem out. By the time the problem was solved, nobody had faith in the destiny. That was the first time I developed a new habit to send my, my wife my last message. Because you don't know what's going to happen. When you go to a doctor and they give you your medication, they always take the pamphlet out. You're not supposed to read the pamphlet. They know what's in the pamphlet. You must trust the doctor. <clears throat> Once you read what is in the pamphlet, your mind is messed up. Why don't you leave the driving to the messenger? Even when we ministers fail, this message can't fail. 
God did not subject your rapture to my perseverance. No, he didn't do that. He takes control of it himself. You are in his hands. You are in safe hands. You are in safe hands. Young people, the message is not failing. Messenger says, this bunch of stripped naked women out there can't be the bride. What you see in the church world today, it can't be the bride, church. You don't even have to be spiritual to know that's not God's church. The only hope you have is the voice of the seventh angel. Will you go to hell for the sake of fashion? Or will you trust the captain? Trust him. Trust him. Every head bowed, close, I'm going to ask. Pastor David to come and pray. And ask the Lord to help us relax in our seats. It's not easy to relax when there's turbulence. plane gets quiet. Marianne was flying the other day. She says one lady went into a state of panic until she almost got paralyzed. Trust the pilot. Once you understand how the dynamics of that technology work, you sit back, you relax. You don't know it. The pilot knows it. He understands it. That's why they don't panic. Jesus is not moved because Lazarus died. We say the crisis worsened. Not to God. Nothing has changed when it comes to his power and his abilities. Let's trust the pilot, Pastor Davis.